Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Come on, Good morning. It is time to get up with a QB conundrum. The Pats played two and couldn't find one. So what do they do now? We've got the answer right off the top. Meanwhile, Brady's Bucks broken. Is it all over for the greatest of all time? You'll hear the response straight from the goat's mouth. And is it time to R-E-L-A-X or P-A-N-I-C for A-A-R-O-N in Green Bay? Oh, we are busy this morning, people. And it's time to get up with you starting right now. Delighted you are there. Graziano, Foxworth, Saturday's in a fog. Actually, we're all in a fog. It's a foggy morning in New York City. That's why Marcus isn't here. The big swagoo is ready to go on a very busy day. Let's get right to it. Foggy and Foxborough it was last night. Monday night football. Mac Jones making his return as starting quarterback of the Patriots. Bailey Zappi, the backup. But it was Justin Fields, Dominique, who would steal the show early. Oh, they had an outstanding game plan. Get the ball to their best player and let him make things happen. This play was not blocked all that well, but he made a guy miss at the end and then do that dance. 10-0 Chicago then. What is Mac Jones doing here? Trying to give Zappi the give. (laughs) Like just pitch and pray. We don't do that with the Patriots. You will sit down if you do plays like that. Guess what happened? That's Jaquan Brisker with the pick a couple of plays after he was kicked in the ding-ding by the quarterback. And speaking of a kick to the ding-ding, in comes Bailey Zappi. The fans love to see it. And immediately, Nikki does this. Zappi. Uh, zap him, Zappy. This is kind of a crappy ball. Roll, roll, roll. Jacoby <laughs> yes. Myers. The pass from Zappy was crappy, but the fans were happy. It was a touchdown, 10-7. Later in the second. Jeff, how about this one? Just throw it up for Devontae Parker. Go the double coverage. Let my guy go get it when it's all the QB. Great play right there. Give him a shot. Great catch by Parker to go up the bubble. And they're moving it again, and Stevenson takes it in for the lead. Uh, outstanding blocking right there. I love O-line play. That's yeah. right there. But from that point forward, it was all Chicago. How about the little arm slot from Fields? Ooh, Mahomesian. Do you see the athletes in space? That's two linemen out there leading green. Just in case you missed it, rewind and check that one out. The entire second half belonged to the Bears. Oh. Look at them bludgeoning. Ooh. Hey, that's... Yeah, Let's yeah. go make something happen. You want to run the football? I'm going to run through you right to your heart and take it out. And, and they do it again here. Montgomery punches it in for the score. Chicago up 33-14. <laughs> love it. I remind you, Bill Belichick's team was an eight-and-a-half-point favorite going into this yeah. game. And then finally, it's Bailey Zappi and this is not what he had in mind. He would turn it over three times last night. So Mac Jones struggles. Bailey Zappi struggles. Chicago wins big. Bill, how about it? Who is the starting quarterback? Yeah, we just finished the game. We had planned to play. Uh, I told the quarterbacks that we were going we to play both of them. And so was the plan for three series. It just seems when his last plays an interception, it looks like a, a benching for performance. That's not what it was, but you, you know, you can write whatever you want to write. That's not what it was. I'll tell you what I want to write. I want to write who is the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. They play the Jets this coming Sunday. That feels like a very big game for New England as the Jets are playing better in that division. I mean, the Patriots desperately need to win. Marcus Spears, who should their starting quarterback be this Sunday? 
G, it should be Mac Jones, man. Look, I love what Bailey Zappi has done. Um, I love how the, the spark he provided last night. But Mac Jones is the starting quarterback. And had it not been for an ankle injury, he would still be. So I get it. And I don't think it's the same situation as it was in Dallas when you had a guy winning and playing well um, in Cooper Rush. It was no question when Dak was coming back, he was going to be the starter. So you can make an argument that both of these guys are young. The book is still out on Mac Jones. But more importantly, what I believe going forward is, one, the New England Patriots drafted him in the first round. He's shown promise. He hasn't done much to lose his job outside of Bailey's happy having some success. Granted, albeit by the run game and him, you know, facilitating play action. But I think it should be Mac Jones's job going forward until he clearly loses it. And I don't think he lost it last night against the Chicago Bears. I, that's fair. But what I will say, in the little bit that we've seen from Mac Jones this year, the, the reason that we liked him and the Patriots liked him so much is because he did not make big yep. mistakes. It was not just that ball that Brisker picked off last ball. night. He has made uncharacteristic mental mistakes. The interception he threw in the end zone a few weeks ago, that seems like a very long time ago because of the injury. But we have seen some uncharacteristic mistakes from yeah. Mac Jones. I'm not a hot hand guy. Well, I guess neither of these guys have a hot hand, so <laughs> you couldn't go with either. But I, because of the mistakes that you bring up, I like Zappy. You got to see what you have with him. I think Mac Jones, we all thought he was like a high floor, low ceiling type of player. But it seems like the floor has gotten lower on them. So I would love to give Bailey Zappy a little bit more time. I think we know what the tip top of Mac Jones is going to be. And we don't know what that is for Bailey Zappy right now. So let's figure that out. You know, Jeff, the, the interception that Mac Jones throws last night, it's a spectacular catch yeah. by Brisker. But he does throw it into triple coverage. And it, it, again, that seems so unlike him, do you think he's pressing the fans? For anyone who didn't watch 100%. the game last night, the fans were chanting Zappi's name from the moment oh, the game started. 100% he's pressing. Listen, he, he, you know, he's human, right? He's listening to everybody talk about how good Zappi is. By the way, they beat the Browns and the Lions, two, two awful defenses. Right. They put up big numbers, but you still hear it, right? You're hearing the chants. So as a player, you are pressing. You're trying to make those heroic plays. Maybe I can bail out and make this play. And, and to, to, to Zapp, it's not like Zappi threw dimes. I mean, great. He threw a jump ball. One guy cut it under through the other ball or over through the ball, however you want to look at it. Makes a catch and rolls in the end zone. But Matt Jones, you know that pressure is forcing him to do things that are uncharacteristic. And hit biggest thing for the Patriots, don't turn it over. Protect the ball, otherwise you'll be sitting by Bill, and right now he's not doing that. So what, when you talk to the people inside there, whatever it is they're, they're willing to say, what are they saying about their quarterback situation? That it's Mac Jones. And, and look, I mean, like, this is Bailey Zapp. They won two games with Bailey Zappi. Jones coming back off of an ankle injury. You heard Belichick say the plan was to play them both. The reason for that is because they thought Mac was healthy enough to play, but not necessarily healthy enough to get through the whole game. So they felt like this was a compromise. And I don't think the original intention was to mm. pull him after three series and then not put him back in. Yeah. I think they were playing – but the game got away from them. So they'll regroup. And, I, look, I, they'll, make, they'll make whatever decision they make. But I know the mindset there is that Mac Jones is still a starter. Learning a new offense this year, right. coming off of an injury last night. They drafted him in the first round a year and a half ago and have spent that time trying to develop him uh, as their franchise quarterback. I do not believe or get any sense – 
that they're close to giving up on him uh, for Bailey Zappi, who, by the way, if there had been a defensive back within three miles of that first <laughs> touchdown throw, that would have been an interception. <laughs> he wouldn't have thrown it. But he threw the next hey, one in if, double if, if I, Am I not old enough to remember that Matt Jones, as a rookie, took this team no, to the playoffs I'm last year? Like, how are you going to bitch I'm a guy after a 2-0 and against the Lions? I didn't bitch him. I didn't bench him. Bill Belichick bench him. And I don't know what to, how you say it got away from him. If they planned on bringing him back, Bailey Zappi didn't give them any reason not to bring him back. I think that what we're hearing out of there is different from how they actually feel. And you don't put a guy in saying uh, he's healthy enough to start, but he's not healthy enough to finish the game. That's, That's never. Guys, no, no, guys, they're telling lies. Guys. They put both those guys in the game guys. because they're not sure. They're Mark, telling lies. You never start your quarterback. Guys. Hey, we don't know if he's going to finish he it. Makes it. Yeah. Super quick, Marcus. Go. Super quick. Guys, let's not act like Bailey Zappi set the world on fire last night. Thank you. We we don't need to have this conversation. It's Mac Jones. He's going to be the starter until he loses the job. Bailey Zappi made two throws, one of them very suspect. The other one almost was an incompletion. As yeah. well, like like let's pause on the Bailey Zappi going to going being the next Tom Brady. Okay, it's fun. I had fun with it on Twitter last night, but Mac Jones gonna be the starter. So I can't yeah, have fun this we'll morning. See. You can have fun on Twitter. Belichick I can't have will fun meet in the morning. media. No, no you cannot have fun. No, Belichick will meet the media in about an hour and a half. Oh. Maybe we'll get an answer oh. then. Knowing him, probably not. Oh, in the meantime, <laughs> speaking of Patriot quarterbacks. To Tampa we go. That guy on the left, he used to play down there, perhaps you'll recall. Now he's in Tampa Bay, and when maybe the most surprising result of the NFL season was Carolina 21, Tampa 3 on Sunday. On his Let's Go podcast yesterday, Tom Brady talked about all that is ailing his struggling team. Give a listen to this. There has to be more urgency. You have to understand that what we're doing just is not good enough, and that's very evident. So what do you do? You focus on the process of improvement and that's what it has to be we're gonna have to change it from the player's standpoint because we're on the field that can do something about it and if we want to do something about it we've got to do more and we got to commit to one another more there's no quit in our group and there will never be a quit as long as i'm a part of any team i know that for sure hmm. uh what do we think of that <laughs> no. Whole lot of words. <laughs> words, words, yeah, words, 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 words. You're getting your butt whooped on a weekend and week out basis. A whole lot of quit, or there's no quit in us. It, That's fine. We'll see it on the field on Sunday. His interior lines getting smacked. Their defense yeah. is not as good as they were early in the season. And everyone's telling us all year, like, wait till their receivers get healthy. Them boys been healthy for a little while now, and the offense is not fixed. So I- I'll say, we, we, you talk about this often. There's excuses and there's reasons. Yeah, right. Like there are significant reasons why they're getting beat. And, and to, to Neek's point, their offensive line, their interior three that we knew there was this one retired, you know, one moves on, one gets hurt. It's the worst in the NFL, right? I mean, out of 106, they're 57, 71st, and 105th. So basically, Ooh. three out of every 10 plays, he's getting touched. If we said anything about Tom Brady in his entire career, pressure is his kryptonite, especially up the middle, and he is he is getting berated, and the problem with that is his balls now, he's dumb, you know, he's dumb. One look like the last shot of a Roman candle, like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. But you see that because it makes you look 45 when you're running for your life, and then flip it over, the defense don't stop nobody, but the this is a, this is a, are you broken issue, and they are. Like, they I thought they would gel better in the middle earlier, but then Smith got hurt, so he's been, like, this whole thing 
has been a, a an experiment gone awry, and they've got to lock this thing up. Whatever they have to do, because they can't run it to answer, which you know is always my answer. Yeah. And they can't do that. So if you're averaging yeah. three, but you know, three yards a carry, you're in trouble. But but the the quit thing is a question because it doesn't. The camera doesn't show what you're saying. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah, one-dimensional is the phrase I keep hearing when I ask other people, you know, what's wrong with Tampa Bay? They talk about one, 64 rushing yards a game. Yeah. Maybe they can do something about that, but if the interior offensive line's a mess, then how right. do you do it? To me, the conversation is very different if, if Mike Evans catches the ball and hits him right in the hands. I mean, they have a perfectly thrown ball uh, on maybe one of the first plays of the game. Right. Uh, but the concern is, after the game, Evans said when he dropped that ball – the quote was, I saw the light go out of us. That's really bad. Yeah. I mean, if that happens in late in the fourth quarter and you're trying to win again, I can understand. But yeah. in the first quarter, no. like, where's your leadership? Like, where, where, is the, where are the people on the team that are supposed to make sure the light doesn't go out? And I think that gets to the issue of, you know, what's going on with Brady, mm -hmm. all the kind of stuff that surrounded this team that isn't specifically on-field issues that, ha that has been a problem for them since, since training camp. So, Marcus, we're all sitting here wondering what's going on with Tom Brady. What are you wondering when you watch Tampa? Yeah. What the hell happened to this defense Preach, that was bro. supposed to be the number one defense in the league? Uh, that, that, that's a big issue for Tampa as well. And I don't know if it's because uh, Todd Bowles has now become the head coach and he can't be as attention to detail. You know, your role changes when you become a head coach. You look at some of these plays, even this this touchdown by Chuba Hubbard, the, the touchdown by Trammell, the tight end, this DJ Moore throw that we're showing right now, this coverage, this is bad eyes. This is guys just not, either not knowing their assignment or not executing it because of attention to detail. So look, we all have known for years that Tom Brady can't survive if he's under pressure in the interior of the pocket. That's not a, a secret, and that's right. not to knock Tom Brady for all he's accomplished. But we expected this Tampa defense to be able to carry a lot of this load right. until that center of the offensive line jailed, until they were able to figure out, get guys back from injury. But when you got bad offense and you got a defense with great names and guys that have made tremendous plays, not playing well, this is a recipe for being done and a disaster. And Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, the players, everybody has to take responsibility That's for right. it. Quick final yeah, words. Sc scariest part about their defense. They played Pittsburgh. They could close it out. Mitch Trubisky converts two third downs, which are absolutely can't happen. And then you get run through by the Panthers after they send McCaffrey on, on a trip with Foreman and, and Hubbard. EJ I mean, Washington. almost 200 yards rushing. Like, where where is your stopping point? That's absolutely abysmal. You can't have it if you're the Bucs. No, I mean, the only thing I can say in their favor is that they are currently in first place in the <laughs> NFC South. They're three and four, True. but they're in first place and they have a that win against the other cool. team that's three and that's four right. in that division. True. I, I'm just saying he's still sitting a little prettier than it might seem. Not the case for Aaron Rodgers. Coming up, what is going on with him? He's looking way up in the standings at the Minnesota Vikings. Are the Packers already done? We'll get to them in just a moment, tell you why things might be about to get a whole lot worse. Plus, did you hear what Michael Irvin had to say about Jalen Hurts and Dak and who he trusts most? Ha! Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to want to miss this now. <laughs> My man. <laughs> 
delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We're back on Get Up, and our next stop is Dallas, where Dak Prescott returned in a workmanlike 24-6 win over the Lions on Sunday. Yesterday on first take, as only he can, <laughs> Michael Irvin answered the question, who does he trust more, Dak or Jalen Hurts? Give a listen. I love what Jalen Hurts is doing, but let's be real now. Jalen Hurts only threw about six touchdowns in these last six games. We ain't, we ain't going to Jalen Hurts. I'm taking Dak Prescott. And y'all saw Jimmy G last night. So, so come on now. Don't sit here and try to take away and minimize Dak Prescott by trying to act like I'm making a decision with my heart and have nothing to do with my head because right. my heart and my head is aligned in this decision. Okay. Right now, I'm taking Dak Prescott right. over all of these guys. <laughs> well, he's working through some stuff. <laughs> you know that my spiritual and my mentals get on the same page. Whenever that happens, the Dallas Cowboys will win. It ain't just me feeling emotional about Dak Prescott. It's what my eyes tell me when I watch the way the boy play the ball. He throw it. He throw it now. He throw it better than you throw it. What does Jimmy Garoppolo have to do with oh, anything? Well, anytime I get a chance to take a shot at Jimmy G. I think they were talking about all the contending oh, okay. teams. Okay. But we've got the pick bars up on the screen. So here's the question. Right this minute. Right this minute. Right this minute. And as the season goes right forward, minute. who do you no. trust? You can't add that. Don't add the oh. caveat. No. Don't it's, add the it's caveat. It's about who's going to win, right? It's not about who's going to uh, win tomorrow. Okay. We've got the picks on the screen. Marcus and Dominique both say they trust Dak the most. Jeff, Saturday, you trust Jalen Hurts more than you trust Dak Prescott. Yeah, right now. Listen, Dak Prescott, what was he? He was 19 to 20. Two should have been picks. One should have been a pick six. Yeah. So, it, listen, I know they're trying to change the philosophy in Dallas and keep it more the Cooper Rush style, which I'm all for, and they're a better football team for it. Don't miss how well Jalen Hurts has played for this Eagles team. They haven't lost a game. And by the way, they've won in a multitude of ways, whether it's with his legs, whether it's from him in the pocket. Like, at least give the guy some credit 
for what he's doing, sustaining drives, keeping their offense in it. And look, I love both offensive lines. The Eagles offensive line has been more dominant, but the Cowboys have been special. They're both defenses have played well. But man, if you're talking about today, Dak Prescott's played two games. One, they got boat raced. The other one, he played a part and could have been a negative factor and even said as much in the postgame. I got to remember, I don't got to win games. I got to be a role player on this team, which I love. But man, don't take shots at Jalen Hurts for what he's done so far. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, like Dak is coming off an injury. Jalen Hurts is coming off a bye. Yeah. Like right now, the Eagles operation is more trustworthy. The thing that bothers me about this graphic is that Tad Prescott is watching this show, Dad's right. brother, and he is going to tweet about this, and he's going to get on my case and Jeff Saturday's case. Tad, I want you to know this. We like your guy a lot. We love him. The Eagles' offensive operation no. has looked so good this year, and Jalen Hurts has looked so good this year, and Dak has barely played. Yeah. I think that Jalen Hurts has and, earned this. And just so we know, I, I did pick the Cowboys to win the division. It, Listen, got I do. think Jalen Hurts has earned this far more than Dak Prescott has in any way lost. I think we've lost Marcus, and and I think for all the right reasons. Go ahead, Marcus. I was going to wear them out, but why don't you do it? He <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Irvin. I mean, the two, the, the, the two, two guys that's older than me are, are, are victims of the moment right now. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Graziano. We got to go to the end. Dan Graziano, like, like <laughs> Foxy Irvin says. And, and Jeff Saturday, no <laughs> damn well they taking Dak Prescott over Jalen Hurts <laughs> now and on the long run. Because we've seen more. We know what that success looks like. We are still obviously figuring out who Jalen Hurts is in totality. Okay? Guys, let me tell you this. I'm a fan of Jalen Hurts. Like a big fan. Since Alabama. I think he's doing a phenomenal job. He's worked his way into being a franchise guy for the Philadelphia Eagles. What we know is Dak is a franchise guy. What we know is Dak Prescott is going to have more success this year as this season goes along than Jalen Hurts will individually. If we're talking about teams, if we're talking about the success that the teams are having, and, and we, we add the quarterback into that, then we're having a different conversation. Because Green Bay operation ain't going well, but you ain't taking Jalen Hurts over Aaron Rodgers, okay? So let's, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit on the fact that Dak Prescott just got back. We all trust Dak Prescott a little bit more than we do Jalen Hurts right now. Jalen Hurts still has more to prove. Great team, having a great season, doing a phenomenal job. I got a question. Let me get Nick in here. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with Swagoo, the, the common sense factor. Like, uh, we all love what Jalen Hurts has done so far this season, and we appreciate how much better he's gotten and how good this team is. If you're asking me to pick between, if it says, do you trust the Eagles or the Cowboys more, I'd say the Eagles. But do you trust Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts? It's yeah. an easy question. The obvious answer is Dak Prescott, what he's accomplished. And, yes, he's had a, two games this year, and neither of them were all that impressive. But we're going to throw out everything else he's done in his career because he's had two rough games this Bruh. season? No, the que the question is who do you trust now? Right. So if we're talking about right now, I have a guy whose thumb just got surgically repaired and just came back and, and played against the Lions. By the way, they're the only team in the NFL that didn't score 27 points on the Lions. And that's by – listen, I, I understand what went into the decision. I hate it for Dak Prescott. The dude's an absolute baller. That you're talking about right now at this moment, Jalen Hurts is, is playing as well if, – if, you think the Eagles go four and one if Hurts doesn't play for them? No, I don't. Yeah, I think the, the well, Cowboys I think went four and one. So what I'm saying is, when you look at what you're asking of the guys right now, 
Jalen Hurts has, has played as well as you could ask. Dang, they're undefeated. I, I think you're taking the wording of the question 100%. extremely literally. <laughs> That's what I do. Are we not supposed to do That's what do I do. That? Do you ask me the question and I answer? I, I guess that matters. The, the Who point do is, you are trust we, more? Are we discounting everything that yeah. Dak has done besides the game on Sunday <laughs> they are. and suggesting we don't trust him anymore? I, I like, very specifically said that I was not doing that. You are. Yeah. Just because you said you I didn't do it. not doing that. He told Ted, don't at me because we do both love Dak and we do. And, and Tad is 100% right in everything he's about to angrily tweet. But I got to go to a break. We'll come back to this, I promise. I got to go to a break. Okay. As we continue in a moment, I got to get to another quarterback situation that last night got very interesting. Uh, the fields of gold in Foxborough last night. Has Chicago finally found the formula for success? That answer might be yes. Plus, Matty Ice is on ice after just seven games. What happened in Indianapolis, and does our Colts legend agree with the call? We'll find out. Thanks. Misty night in Foxborough. Bears taking on New England. Left side, he's in. Touchdown, Bears. The crowd here at Foxborough is going to be yelling for number four. Here's one floated for Smith, and it's picked. They're calling it Zappy Hour. Wide open. Touchdown. The momentum turned around. Now the Bears are answering, winning in all three phases of this game. Dan for the touchdown. This has been quite a performance by the Bears. Underdog Bears, a big win last night. Good calls brought to you by Subway. It was a good call for the Bears to lean on the legs of Justin Fields. He had 12 designed runs last night for 55 yards and five first downs. All of those are career highs. In fact, in the first six games of the season combined, he had just 13 total designed runs. So 12 last night. 13 the entire rest of the season combined. And Dan Graziano, you had some fascinating insight into exactly why that happened last night. Yeah, the Bears played a Thursday night game in week six. So they regroup after that. They have, you know, the mini bye. They have a week and a half off. Coaches meet with the front office. They talk about the young quarterback. He's developing. He's learning a new offense. We need him to be more confident. How can we put him in the best possible position to succeed and build that confidence? One of the things that's brought up is the idea of more designed runs because he does seem to do well when he's on the move, but so much of that so far this year has been improvised, right? Scramble stuff. Maybe if we put him on the move a little bit by design, then more will grow out of that. And look, off of, the, off of last night's game plan and the success they had, it looks as if that was a good decision because they yeah. put him on the move and when he did throw the ball he did seem to be throwing it with confidence you see the the the, the swagger after scoring the touchdown this is the player they want to see right because they believe in his ability his talent his leadership all that stuff they just feel like he's learning a new offense he's still a young player in the league we, you know, it needs, he needs to grow, but we need to put him in the best possible position for that growth. And, and the reality, Marcus Spears, is that's called pro football in 2022 also. It's, it's not, I don't know why someone had to explain to the coaches this might be a good idea. Uh, because Thank you. Thank you. I, I assume they're watching football every week just like we are, and there's lots of quarterbacks doing it. And Justin Fields can obviously do it as well as anyone in the entire league, inclusive of everyone, maybe aside from Lamar Jackson. Jackson, and so I'm not, I'm not going to give out cookies because they figured out let's let the guy run with the ball. That said, Marcus, that looked a whole lot better last night than most of what we've seen in his first year and a half. 
Yeah, G, let Steph Curry shoot damn three. Okay? <laughs> it ain't rocket science. Thank right? You. Like this. The, the, the dude literally ran a 4-3 four, four, or 4-4 four, four at the Combine. We all know Justin Thank Fields you. is uber-athletic. We see the trend in the league to help usher young quarterbacks along by using their legs and getting them more acclimated and comfortable. That's what they want to go to anyway when plays break down. We had this conversation about him holding the ball too long, going through his progressions. You know how you speed that up? You say, Justin, we're going to implement some QB run for you. We're going to make things easier. That God forbid a coach makes things easier for a player when they play in football, especially at one of the hardest positions in all of professional sports to play. And then God forbid it pays dividends and they listen to people that talk on TV. Because y'all know based on when we in the locker room, we don't know a damn thing. Uh -huh. Justin Fields, coincidentally, is a super athlete and he can run fast and it helps with his passing game. It helps his process in his decision making faster. Thank God that epiphany yeah. took place week seven yeah. of the NFL season. <laughs> what do you think, Chad? Most complete game of his career and for two reasons. Not only did they implement the 12 runs and all that kind of thing, third down conversions for him, they were 11 of 18. Ten oh. came directly off of fields. And so when you think about a quarterback sustaining yes. drives and making big plays, he had a third and 14 that was a scramble he made. He had a second forever where he dropped that ball to Mooney on the edge. Like this guy is making plays that sustain drives, which keeps this thing going and allows you to bludgeon teams, which is what the Bears want to play like. So as you're looking at this football team, it's the most complete because it's not just about his arm, not just about like its totality. Jalen Hurts-esque yeah. is the way I'm going to leave it to my man Fox. <laughs> the best thing, I mean, the most important thing for an offense or defense, I think, is you need to find what you're good at and you start there. And you be so you get so good at that that teams have to adjust and it opens other things up. And why it took them this long, I don't know. But let's celebrate that they finally get there. They did. Because the thing that they are really exceptional at, or Justin Fields in particular, is this design run thing. Or even scrambling, being on the move, his athleticism. So you do that really well, and then the defense has to adjust it. That. And then all of a sudden, the passes start to work a little bit better. And that, I mean, it's the same thing. We could go to Green Bay. My God, we could go to any team in the league that's struggling. And I can tell you what their problem is. They don't know what they're good at. Yeah. You First you figure that out, and then you can build off of that. Okay. So th that was interesting. We'll get back to it last night uh, for more from that. But there was also a huge quarterback change made in the NFL yesterday. And it might be the end of a player who is very high in a lot of all-time passing lists, and that's Matt Ryan. He will be replaced in Indy by Sam Ellinger. Ryan, an NFL-high 12 turnovers this season. Yesterday, his coach Frank Reich had this explanation. This is another point that needs to be made crystal clear, and I told this to Matt. Right? Hey, Matt, we did not hold up to our end of the bargain here, right? I mean, you came here, and we promised you a top NFL rushing game, and we promised you great protection. And we haven't really, as an offense, delivered on that. And that really starts with me. I've been particularly impressed with Sam this year in practice. Uh, once the season has started to look, he's given on scout team the quality of his throws, the way he's commanding himself out there, just the total package. Look, Matt Ryan is a former league MVP. He's top 10 in the all-time passing yardage list, so it's been a magnificent career. Yesterday yeah. feels a little bit like the end of it, at least on some level. You know that team better than anybody. What have you seen? Yeah, disappointing year. And, and listen, you know, Frank just, just kind of clarified it, but, but if you put something on Matt Ryan, it's the negative plays. When you think about sacks, I think they have 24 sacks for 184 yards. He's, he leads the league in turnovers as well, whether it's interceptions or fumbles. He, it, it, listen, drop snaps. 
there were times where the ne- they can't overcome those oh, negative plays. This team has though. a narrow margin for error, and he kept adding Good to it. Lord. And if you're the quarterback, it can't happen, and that's why they decided to move forward. Grass, so what does it look like now? Well, it's ugly, right? I mean, like they, like what I've heard throughout the year is it, uh, the owner, Jim Ursay, has been very upset about the way things are going. There's been a lot of meetings that, that in the room it's him and it's Reich and it's GM Chris Ballard and – and that, you know, there's been some pressure to try and let's see if we can change things up at the quarterback position. And that's, that's what ends up happening. And honestly, like part of it is what we're just talking about with Fields, right? Ellinger can move a little bit. Matt Ryan can't. The line's not blocking well. Let's see if this helps. That team is still chasing Andrew Luck. They still, they they have never recovered from that. That has felt like a team that could have accomplished so much. It is, that's one of the most consequential moves in the NFL in the last decade. Okay, anybody hungry? Yeah! Let's do the pancakes. Pancakes is one of our favorite things. So let me show you how we're going to get this thing started. Get the one! Get the <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. You can't stop us, right? You can't stop us. Dominique Foxworth just spanked pancakes on Get Up. We are back. We are sponsored once again, Mr. Saturday. Sat him down is brought to you by AHA, baby. Bringing that thing in. Cash money. That's what we're talking about. We have some fun. My man Fox got them. He's eating the cakes this week. Yeah, don't, don't don't you can't spike. We're all eating them. Be the cakes. We're eating them delicious. That's what we Ooh. like to do. Y'all, this is a, it's a special week right here. We're about to crank this up in cowboy land. Let's start this thing out. Right down here, Tyler Smith. Catching that Hutchinson first pick of the draft. No, sir. We're going to dump you oh. and then fall on you and lay and talk about it all week. That's what we do. We catch a high-powered rusher. He gets us a bunch of times. Everybody wants to talk about them. No, sir. My man Smith catching, <laughs> dumping, and laying on top of him. It's one pancake, but that's a thing of beauty. Legs up, brother. I don't care about holding either. Stop at me about holding in the NFL. Straight trash. One pancake from my man Tyler Smith. Congratulations to making the list, my man. Hey, look right here. You want to talk about taking somebody and dumping them? Watch Darren Armstead. No. You talk about an addition. Did some of that. I want you to watch the bend and 50s back right here. Hyperextension, please not. Don't let me go down. No, no. We're taking you down. That's what we do. Armstead, one of the biggest pickups in the offseason for the Dolphins. That's how you finish a block, y'all. That's how you finish a block. Hey, y'all want to talk about three pancakes? Let's talk about three pancakes. Watch my man take the – oh, I'm sorry. Watch him take him. Watch where this thing finishes. No. He's in the four. Oh, yeah. We're not done. Not a little guy. No, we're not done. We're not the done. The play's over. Oh, don't put him in the no. wall. Put him in no. the wall. We don't play hockey. No. We don't play hockey. Yes, we do now. This is straight blindside. We are taking you off the field, throwing you into the wall. That is a big beauty. Three pancakes in that city. That's my man Zach Watts, right? Yeah, Zach Watts from Wyoming. Jumping in the wall. And listen, y'all, I got one bonus. We got a bonus. Ooh, bonus cakes. Let's, let's, put, let's put the Green Bay Packers season in a nutshell. Boom! Get some! Get some! That's the, that's the Packers. This is it. Look, Aaron Rodgers thought about blocking, then thought, better not. Couldn't get out the way fast enough. Taking a got charge. a little some of that. That's a little security action. I want to give that to my man Swagoo. I can't feel good. Woo! I love my man Watt from, from Wyoming. Dumping dudes. Are you allowed to throw a guy into the wall? I mean, that slate was over. That last one was a penalty. That's a no. penalty, Jeff. It was. Hey, hey movies, 
Movies are written about left tackles who do stuff like that. We've seen it. That was real. Put my man, look at Zach Washington. Put him in the wall like we're playing hockey. Uh, I ain't seen it. nothing prettier in my life. I'm just let him go. Know. Let him go. Look at him. No, he's not done. He's not done. Oh, I mean, whistles oh, got blown before that happened. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to. Exactly right. It should be an oh, ejection. <laughs> but one way or another, we like it. The pancakes have been served. Marcus will have his revenge a little later. Coming up, is it time for the aforementioned Aaron Rodgers to R-E-L-A-X? Or is it time to panic in Titletown? We'll answer that question next. Reading up the pancakes. Get up on ESPN. Yeah, it's delicious. Delicious. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All week long on SportsCenter at 6 Eastern, we're counting down to a pivotal matchup of former MVPs on Thursday Night Football with Lamar Jackson's keys to help the Ravens build momentum in the AFC North and how Tom Brady and the Bucks can right the ship to keep Tampa's Super Bowl hopes alive. Sports Center, 6 Eastern on ESPN. All right, back on Get Up. We're seven weeks in. Let's run through some teams that can make a run, or are they done? Marcus, 49ers, will they make a run, or are they done? I got run, G. This team is going to continue to get healthier. And who do we trust more than the 49ers to make a run? They've done it the last two seasons. They were riddled by injury. They find themselves in the playoffs every year. And the first team that they have to play, including my Dallas Cowboys last year in the first round of the playoffs, everybody gets nervous. So I got the San Francisco 49ers doing what they continue to do for the last few years. Meek, how about the Raiders? Make a run or are they done? I think they're done. They got a big win this weekend, but they haven't had uh, consistency throughout the course of the season. They're actually in one of the few divisions that seem like they have some real competitors. They're not lucky enough to be in the NFC where you can be bad and still be near the top. So I think they're done for this year. And then Jeff, let's talk about Green Bay. Will the Packers make a run or are they done? I think they're done. It's tough to say, but you think about it. For the next five weeks, they're playing division leaders. Two of them are on the road being um, in Buffalo this weekend and then at Philly, which is going to be a tough day. And listen, I don't have faith in LaFleur right now. The game plans they're putting together, they don't fit their personnel. They don't fit what they're good at. And it's like they keep trying the same thing and losing every week. It just doesn't make sense to me. That's why I'm saying they're done. Okay, so this is what I really want to dive into here, okay? Because anyone watching these games can see how badly the Packers are playing, how bad they look. They barely beat New England a few weeks ago, lose the Giants, lose the Jets, lose this past week uh, against Washington, and now they got Buffalo and Philly coming up. We can all see that. We all see Aaron Rodgers. I have had more people sitting up here telling me that they are running the wrong offense. Explain to the fans, what Uh does that mean? What is it they're doing wrong? The crux of the, like, Shanahan Disciples offense is, like, zone running, which you normally want to be under center. And they're trying to run the ball from the shotgun, which I feel like you can't really have an effective long-term running game in the NFL unless you have a dual-threat quarterback from shotgun. Otherwise, you need to get under center. And if you – this is the point I made earlier about <laughs> – the point I made earlier about the Bears is that you need to find the one thing you're good at, focus on that, and then you can build off of it. The thing that they're supposed to be good at with two running backs is running the ball. So I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is comfortable there or not, but he need to get right up behind the center booty Take the snap, yeah. turn around, and hand it to Dylan, and keep doing oh. that until they can. I, I was, I just thought he was sick. I mean, I, I, I thought mean, he was feverish. I, I ain't never it. heard a man talk so much common sense <laughs> in my life. Well, beating him down. I, I, I'm, taking, I'm taking the soul. So the point down. is, are they still 
calling the game. I'll just you, are they coaching like they have a team they do not have? Absolutely, absolutely. They're looking for and, and they run the same stuff without variance, thinking that their players are going to make plays that they're not making. They don't have Adams. He's not gonna, like you can't expect that guy to make that catch. He's dropping balls all over the place, and on a third and short and fourth and short, that's the guy you feed. Like it makes absolutely no sense. And to to to, to, to Dominique's point. When you get outside of what you do well, the pressure now mounts for everybody because the expectation is he's going to make this play, and it's not going to happen. And then Marcus, the one thing I thought we could count on, or maybe I think they thought they could count on, is, well, at least they'll have a really good defense. What in the world has happened on that side of the ball? Gee, Tallahannocky happened, and, <laughs> and, and the other quarterbacks happened. I don't know what the hell is going on with the Green Bay Packers defense. That's, again, in the same vein as we talked about Tampa earlier. We thought this unit was going to carry them until these receivers came along, until this offense was able to get going and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers identified his new favorite target and they could be explosive offensively. They are giving up yardage in the run game. Antonio Gibson had a great game on the ground. We see, look, this is very rare of Jair Alexander, and shout out to Terry McLaurin. That's just two really good football players. Jair doesn't usually give that up, but th th like you, you just, I don't know if, and and maybe it's something to this, guys. Maybe these offenses are affecting these defenses, and and just the way that they're playing. And I know it sounds crazy, but you can't expect defenses to go out in this league anymore and pitch shutouts or keep teams at bay for an extended period of time. And, and sometimes you become dejected. Sometimes because your yeah. offense and teams aren't afraid of it, they don't have any pressure on them to drive after drive after drive, take chances to make plays and people can live in their wheelhouse. That's what I saw with the Washington uh, Commanders. They never had pressure on them from Aaron right. Rodgers and his offense. Trust me, it goes hand in hand. Sometimes defense can mess over the offense. Sometimes offense can mess over the defense. I think you're seeing this in Tampa and especially in Green Bay as well. Yeah, let me, let me tell you when you saw them get deflated. When you looked at Green Bay, they had a fumble that they dropped. They only gave up three. And so, so they're fighting for their lives, right? But when you think about the Packers, and we always make fun of the Cowboys, let's talk about penalties and mistakes that are putting them behind the chains and hurting their defense. Like, we can say what we want, but at some point, yeah. you, they gave you seven points and held them to three on a quick change. That You, you can't ask a whole lot more. This offense is freaking struggling. Go ahead, Danny. Struggling. Look, and I've been trying to tell you for years, if you don't have an offense, Offensive line. Like, look, I don't care if you're a quarterback, a running back, a, a wide receiver, a coach, a play caller. You're not yourself if you're not trusting that group. And right now they don't. That has been a disappointing uh, group for them, that offensive right. line. A.J. Dillon, you mentioned him. I, I, I don't feel like they think he's playing as well as he did last year, right? Like, hope to run it through the running backs, but you need to see that level of performance. Christian Watson was supposed to help. He hasn't been able to get on the field. You can see where it might get better, right. but it has to get better. Like, they can't just continue to do what they're doing and Thank expect you. it to be okay because they have Aaron Rodgers. That's obviously That's the not biggest shock about Matt. That's Moore. the point. I'm just telling That's you, like, the when the Jets Ross. came in and his little brother does to him what he should be trying to do, like, I, I just, I don't understand that thought. Look, football 
can be a very complicated game. Yeah. Or we can make it very simple. They had 38 yards rushing this past week, and they are 27th in the league stopping the run. Yeah. If you can't run it and you are getting run on every week, I don't care if your quarterback is Aaron Rodgers or, or, or Johnny Unitas, <laughs> you're not beating anybody. Both of y'all yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that it's, The reason why people don't run the ball more because it's really freaking hard. And yes. it's hard to have success. But if you can run the ball, which is what's happening in part to their defense, then you can't really stop anybody because then you have to commit more and more to the box, which puts your corners on the island, which is an impossible job to start with. So if they can't run the ball and can't stop the run, they can't win. Do I have time to show everybody what John Murray yes. did last night? Okay, we're going to get to it. Marcus, you're going to love this. We'll come back to Aaron Rodgers. But i got to show you one NBA highlight this morning because John Morant is the early favorite in the NBA for MVP of the league. Ooh, and this was a month. Memphis and Brooklyn last night. And all the stars showed up in a big way. This is second quarter action. Dominique, look at Durant off the one leg. He may be getting older, but his game sure don't look like it. That's impressive. For real. He was great last night. Now we got Kyrie Irving going one way. We can watch this. Get up, John. Oh, Get look up. at John Morant go up. Just, Dominique, how do you, the man can fly. Watch this angle. He can I, fly. I'm not jealous of very many people's athleticism, <laughs> but that, goodness gracious, like he's going to go through the roof. Get he can fly. A lot of uh, John Morant, he has 38 points in the game last night. He also has the best left hand when he goes to the hole. You know, he led the league in points in the paint last year. Oh, come on now. Guard. He did. <laughs> come on now. Up 10. Uh, Kyrie Irving, meanwhile, trying to keep Brooklyn in the ball game. Kyrie knocks down a three. He had 36. Seven in this game. 37 for him. 37 for Durant. 38 for Morant. 38 for Desmond Bain. And here comes Good Morant job. with the triple and the dagger. Grizzlies win it. 134-124. Right now, and I know it's early, John Morant is the NBA's most valuable player. Star-studded uh, star yes, doubleheader is. tomorrow night on ESPN. We got KD and the Nets visiting Giannis and the Bucks. Then we got the two-time MVP, Jokic, taking on LeBron and the Lakers. Coverage will start. We'll be here for NBA Countdown tomorrow night, 7 Eastern on ESPN and on the ESPN app. All right, coming up, a QB conundrum. The Pats played two. They couldn't find one. So what do they do now? We've got the answer right off the top of a big hour of Get Up on the way on ESPN.